Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Our meeting at Cambridge today for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. 11 races from 11 after 1. Man who is there is Corey Steele. Corey, we say good afternoon to you. Welcome along to Dog Speed. Um, congratulations on becoming the new emerging director at Greyhound Racing New Zealand. What prompted you to go for that role? Yeah, afternoon, Rosa, and thanks very much. Um, when it was first advertised last year, I sort of wasn't in a position myself. I was just relocating back to mum and dad's to set up the facility there to apply for it. And um, it's something that I've always been passionate about as a political side of greyhound racing. I think that's very important to have a say in, in our future, basically. And I don't want to be the one sitting on my, on my hands when the going gets tough. I want to be... I want to be there and I want to be a part of it. So um, when the opportunity came up this year, I was definitely putting the name forward for that and um, went down to Wellington and had a few of the board members there and uh, was lucky enough to be successful in, the, in my application for the role. And I understand it was a pretty decent field too, Corey, so um, well done again. But just in terms of being the emerging director, there's been one prior to you, Sarah Clausen, who now, of course, is uh, effectively in charge of the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club. Now, for you, what does it mean to be an emerging director and how long uh, are you in that position? So you're in the position for 12 months um, before applications are open again for the for the position, and I do believe that you can apply once more for a second term. Um, the, the emerging director is basically a consultant for the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board to get the opinions of the youth in the sport, um, to have their perspective on the going-ons behind the scenes at board level. So um, when the going gets tough, there isn't. it's, it's not a... Um, you don't get a vote in, in the, when things are getting passed through, but they respect you just like you are a board member. And I've um, been lucky enough to talk, have a good chat with Sarah about her role. And they've never, they've never um, not taken on board what's, what's being said. And I think that's very important in our day and age where we're sort of um, an older generation going out. We're needing the younger people coming through to take over. And when when decisions get made, it is important to have that youth perspective um, at board level. Corey, there are a, a good number of uh, of young people involved in greyhound racing. It's encouraging for someone like me that's sort of been around for three and a half decades to to see that. Many of them, of course, are involved as as trainers or assisting trainers or as as handlers, but there aren't too many, obviously, that are are in roles um, like yours, where you say you you want to be active on the political side of things and um, when the going gets tough and it's tough times for the industry at the moment. So what's the main driver for you? Is part of it the fact that you've seen your father there and in fact your father is on the board so it's quite a unique position at the moment with your dad Wayne there and and you as an emerging director? Well it's it's a good question Ros. I actually um, grasped uh, a bit of passion for it when I was only about 12 years old. And I used to go to the committee meetings with Dad when he was on the Waikato um, 
committee here um, and just sit in the corner and just listen in because obviously I had nothing else to do and Dad was going to a meeting. And then Peter Henry actually um, got me a little badge and put me on the junior committee at Waikato, which was just me, myself and I. And um, I'd, I'd go around with him and pick up the stones off the inside of the track um, after Kenley and do things like that. And I think that was sort of the start of it. Seeing Dad progress through from a committee member to Vice President of Waikato to President of Waikato to now on the board of Greyhound Racing New Zealand, I think it just shows that anyone can do it because Dad's a very um, hands-on person. You know, he's, he's good with his hands. He's very... Um, he gets out and gets jobs done. And to have him in a... Um, I guess as an office... Air quote, an office area and doing all that sort of thing as well, it's... It gives me great pride and, and passion that, you know, anyone can do it. If, if you've got the passion there, you can do it. And I think that's a very big, big part of our industry at the moment. So one of the things that I actually want to do um, in my role for the next 12 months is to actually break that cycle of, uh, and I quote again, a boys club, um, where anyone can actually be in these positions. So I want to try and encourage as many youths as we can um, over the next 12 months to maybe join a committee with their local club or to get another role within within the political side of it just so they get that step up so it's not such a big thing to then be applying for, say, this position um, sitting on the actual board table of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Have little stepping stones for them to, to get an understanding and get the concept of this, this side of Greyhound Racing. It sounds uh, like an excellent ideal there, Corinne. Obviously, the Waikato Club has played uh, a big part for you. You're currently vice president there with, with Georgie Clark, an, another young person as president, and, of course, uh, a female as well, and following on from Jenny Partlett, uh, a female too. So Waikato, in that regard, has been pretty inclusive. 100%. And, and I don't think um, whether you're male or female, whether you're 25 years old or 50 years old, I don't think that plays a part. Um, anymore in this generation, uh, it's, it's it's all about the passion, um, the commitment, and just general ideas. You know, having having a bit of youth on the committee has been brilliant because we get lots of different ideas to to change things up to to, to stop having the norm, the black and white stuff, and and um, and you know, hopefully making the club go forward in a, a more positive light than probably what it has. Uh, you know, probably the last 25 years where it's where it's had that stigma of being a boys' club. Um, you know, you say Jenny Bartlett and Georgie Clark, and, and you even go back further back, um, Lois Henley, as secretary here, and had a big part of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Um, she She's sort of one of my idols for what she done in her time and her tenure um, and all of her roles within clubs and administrative level. Yes, indeed. Uh, the late uh, Lois Henley, after whom a, uh, a Group 2 race is uh, raced in her honour uh, on a yearly basis by the Waikato Club. Corey, are there any specific issues that you're keen to have your voice on and a youth opinion on uh, in the next 12 months? Anything specific? I haven't got anything um, specific in mind at this stage. We haven't had our first board meeting yet. That's on the 15th. That's on Thursday, 15th. Um, so it's going to be my first introduction into um, sitting at the board table with, with all the other members there. We've had a few phone conferences, which has been a good stepping stone to sort of grab, a, grab a, an idea of what we're going to be sitting down and talking about with the Nissi Grits. But um, I'm, I'm very open to anything. I, I definitely want to, over the next um, three months, 
try and talk to as many people as possible to get their understandings of where they sit um, in their position in Greyhound Racing New Zealand. And, you know, one handler may not happen for another person or, or a young trainer uh, might have an issue with something that's, that's different to another person. So just getting the understandings of, of the general consensus is, is very important and that's, that's what I'm going to be looking at doing um, now that I'm in this position. Terrific, Corey. Thanks for the insight there on your uh, role as uh, emerging director there with uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Uh, putting your trainer's hat on today. Look, you've got a uh, three runners in today and markets suggest that you might need a little luck to win. But hey, uh, that can happen. Race force the dog speed on SENZ. I'd love you to, to win that <laughs> today with a power rhino number one. What can we expect uh, from him off the ace? Uh, box one is probably a hindrance for him because he is tardy off the boxes but does show acceleration. Um, he does prefer to go around other dogs other than cutting underneath them. And generally, as I've seen um, over the past sort of four or five months with him, once he gets to C2, he's normally upgraded. He's only a 21.50 dog really on his Sunday best. So, hey, if that's good enough and he gets a run, um, he might be over the full third or fourth. But um, I, think, I think he's battling a little bit today. Uh, just Race 7, number 4, Opawa Andy. Now we're up against a couple of handy youngsters in there. $7.50 shot, Corey. But one thing that he has been doing is paying the bills. Yeah, he's a great wee dog to have. He's he's very consistent with that early speed. Unfortunately, now it's a small field. I think there's only five runners in the race. So that'll be a hindrance to him. So the better dogs are definitely going to get a good run. He's he's only a 26 dead dog on a Sunday best. He... Um, he tries hard, but as soon as he's a dog on his inside, he gives it the rail, gives it plenty of room, and says, way you go, son, I'll just follow him behind. So I'm definitely going to need to have a decent lead on them, swinging the bend as he will roll off. Um, but he, he's probably just a, a first fourth inning chance. We'll head off to Ascot Park in Vicargo for race four in just over a minute, but your uh, third and final run is a power Luke uh, Corey in race 11. Look, it's a red-hot field, and he's 20-1, to 1, but, gee, ran a very good third behind Majestic Legend. I know there was only five in it, but he was only a length and a half off an excellent dog there. Uh, he, he was a real surprise package last week when he ran third. Um, I stepped him up to the 4.57 just because he'd been finishing on very strongly in those sprints. Um, I put him 4.57 as a, as a low-grade dog, and he struggled the last little bit, but a bit of maturity on his side. Um, he's, he's definitely strengthened up nicely. He, he'll probably be upgraded today. He's drawn five. He needs lots one, two, or three to really show his best. Um, but if he can finish on strongly and sort of be at the back end of, of the top three chance in a fourth or fifth, I'll be over the moment. And Corey, of your appearance runners, you're suggesting we might have a bet in race number two is the best of those today? Yeah, the best of the rest um, is Sweet Amber Joy, race two, number two. She, she's been disappointed that she hasn't won another sprint race yet. When she come back fresh, she won a C1 and 2 race. It's one of the only C1s in there. And now that she, she can't win a C1 um, PBD. She's slow out, uh, but comes home strong. She just needs to get a nice run on the fence, and, and she, should, she should go very close today.